The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus spoke to his disciples about the end which is to come. He said, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains, and those inside the city must leave it, and those out in the country must not enter into it. For these are days of vengeance as a fulfillment of all that is written. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing infants in those days, for there will be great distress on the earth and wrath against this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be taken away as captives among all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. The Gospel of the Lord. This is the last week of the liturgical year. We're certainly having readings talking about end times. The Gospel in particular needs to be interpreted in various time periods. So in the first instance, this is application to the days when Jesus was alive. He was referring to the temple of Jerusalem and the city, and he was making a prophecy that both will be torn down. In fact, this is the chapter where some people had asked Jesus about this great temple that they saw with these wonderful stones and how it was glittering with all kinds of precious jewels and they thought this would never be destroyed. And that's when Jesus said, yes, but one day soon, not one stone will be left upon another. And so it, we're still in this chapter, and now he's making it very clear that when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. And then he gives a warning that those in Judea must flee to the mountains and those who are outside in the country must not go into the city. Now that sounds very familiar. In the Old Testament, the two angels that went to Sodom gave that same advice to Lot and his family. In fact, they had to take them by the hand and drag them out of the city because they were reluctant to leave and they were saved because they fled that city. Well, a lot of Christians and Jews actually took the advice of Jesus and left Jerusalem and they were saved. They went to a small neighboring town in the Decapolis called Pella and they were saved. But those who remained or those who entered into Jerusalem met a terrible end. And if you ever read Josephus, he brings out many of the details and it's not easy reading. But then Jesus goes into a further time period at the end of the world, the second coming where he says this will continue until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And that's the second coming. So here, Jesus again says there'll be great tribulation 
just before the second coming of Christ. But he says, when they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and authority, that's when the end will come. And that's a reference to the book of Daniel, chapter 7, where Daniel sees this vision of one coming on the clouds, the Son of Man, and Jesus adopts that title throughout his ministry. But then the good news for us, now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. This is the consolation of the Catholic faith right here. Because we've been baptized, we remain faithful because we have an active prayer life and charity. These passages, or even what's happening in the culture, although distressing, don't need to have our hearts giving up hope. In fact, raise up our heads because Jesus is near. And in fact, this is said very clearly in the first reading from the book of Revelation. And again, it's concerning the end times where in chapter 18, an angel comes down from heaven, calling out with a mighty voice, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. And then there's all kinds of description about the great fall. And scholars say that's a metaphor. Babylon stands for both Jerusalem and Rome at the time. Jerusalem, of course, as Jesus said, will be destroyed in 70 AD and Rome will fall as well because it was a corrupt kingdom and of course the Christians were there converting most of that Roman Empire. But then it says, and this is John being caught up into this vision who writes the Apocalypse, after this I heard what seemed to be a loud voice, a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power to our God and his judgments are true and just. And then the angel says to John, write this down for our benefit. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now what is that? We are participating in it right now. This is the beginning, the foreshadowing. The real supper of the Lamb is the Eucharist. And the veil between what we're doing here and the great glory that's taking place now in heaven is very thin. And what's happening here is happening in heaven, but with greater intensity. So let us rejoice that God has called us here. Our faith has called us here, even in these distressing times. And we are preparing our hearts evermore as we receive the Eucharist, entering into this great marriage supper of the Lamb, knowing where we're going, who we are, the great hope that we have, and the testimony that's on our lips that we need to tell everyone come into this house where there is salvation. And then, God willing, our churches will be full and there will be great joy in this time. Let us pray.